Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group. Welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha, and I'm joined for my fortnightly catch-up on the European energy markets by our expert European energy risk manager, Petra Puskarova. Petra, let's start with carbon, as we seem to do a lot uh, these days. Separate markets in the UK and the EU, but some interesting developments there, and the prices are remaining strong, I understand. Yes, Jeremy, prices are remaining strong. UK market has been just launched a few weeks ago, so we are still observing some high volatility and supported uh, prices. We do expect that we will need to wait for another few weeks or maybe even a few months to see the market settle properly and to see what the correlation between the UK and European market will be. At the moment, just to maybe pick some uh, main differences, is that the UK market actually does have some regulatory uh, mechanism in place, which is called cost containment mechanism, which in case that uh, prices do reach several important levels and continue trading at elevated levels for some predefined period, there is expectation that UK market could be seeing some extra certificates being emitted into the circulation to lower the prices and to lower the price volatility which is something that we do not have in the European carbon market. Well, that's interesting. Certainly one to watch. And sometimes the the markets can be affected by uh, holidays, bank holidays uh, we've had recently and so on. Does that have an impact on trading and the amount of uh, liquidity out there? The trading activity and traded volumes were thinner across the past two weeks. Uh, There were several bank holidays and uh, public holidays across Europe and in the UK. Of course, the market has also been a little bit more volatile last week around expiry. So we we are expecting potentially market prices settling down into this week. Right. And of course, it's not just the inherent market trading volumes that are volatile. It's uh, the natural generation from wind and solar. Uh, We've had some quite low levels of of output recently in European wind energy production, but of course, rising production from solar. What's the sort of net balance of this and and the effect on the European power markets? So the spot market had been, of course, very sensitive in this volatility, should I say, around generation. This year, overall, seen uh, less wind generation and it seems to be the main driver at the moment in the spot market. But as we are sliding into summer and more solar, of course, is getting online, especially the lack of wind is now causing that actually peak load prices are trading below base load power price level due to the fact that solar is at the moment stronger. Right, and it's wonderful to see that level of output when you need it in terms of uh, decarbonisation. But of course, in countries like Germany, where uh, coal and lignite are are the marginal plant on the system, the high carbon prices have quite a profound impact on the market price there. So, you know, allowing for carbon adjustment, what's the underlying situation for German power prices? German power prices have, of course, been very sensitive to carbon due to the high carbon sensitivity. In the middle of the recent volatility, we are seeing prices uh, for front-year German power hovering around uh, 65 euros per megawatt hour, which are historically higher prices. But if we were to carbon adjust those, those would be still unremarkable. 
I think that's an interesting observation. These are the kind of power prices I guess we're all going to have to get used to as the EU, uh, the UK and others decarbonize. High carbon prices are here to stay and as long as there's high carbon power generation on the system, that's going to translate into higher wholesale prices at least uh, at certain times of the day and the year. And turning now to gas, what's the situation looking there for the supply-demand balance and uh, getting gas flowing into the European market? Well, gas prices have been easing off from the recent highs as the weather conditions have finally improved in Europe. We are also seeing gas storage facilities being slowly filled in. What has been interesting or important over the past week was the maybe to some extent surprising decision of Russia's Gazprom not to book any extra capacity for transit via Ukraine for next month, which is a slightly different situation following last month decision to book this 15 MCM extra capacity. Of course, this decision caused some additional volatility in the gas market. But on the other hand, we do believe that uh, this decision potentially could be a little bit political to further underline the need to complete Nord Stream 2 as soon as possible this year. That's a very important point. There's arguably no bigger project, at least right at the moment, for European gas than the Nord Stream 2. It's politically controversial. The Americans in particular don't like it, nor, nor indeed some environmentalists. Are we over the last obstacles for completion now, or are there any potential pitfalls, do you think, uh, before the project uh, reaches its end? The risks around the project not being completed are actually uh, diminishing. We've seen President Biden announcing or communicating then that sanctions against Nord Stream 2 and stakeholders behind would be dropped as, of course, Washington doesn't want to be causing any political or economical drift in Europe as it's known that especially in Germany the need for gas will be significant over next few years, especially due to the phase out of the coal and nuclear plant. And again, just to mention situation around Germany, we know that there are several kilometers of the remaining strip of this pipeline to be completed. Uh, there were some last delays from, as you correctly said, environmental view, but these works should be progressing in June. And there is also expectation that remaining just over 100 kilometers of the pipeline in Danish waters could be completed by September. This overall would potentially allow for Nord Stream to be completed before the end of the year. Well, that would be good news for gas consumers, but actually it's good news for decarbonisation, at least in the short to medium term, because as you rightly say, if countries like Germany are to move away from heavy dependence on coal to back up their growing renewable production, at the same time, unfortunately, in that case, closing low-carbon nuclear, they're going to need something firm to do it, and, and gas is the obvious answer, not zero carbon, but an awful lot lower than coal. And turning now to a slightly higher carbon fuel oil, what are things looking like in the oil market internationally? Oil prices rebounded from previous lows over past few sessions. We are again looking at prices testing the territory above $70 per barrel. This is mainly driven by the expectation that OPEC and OPEC Plus would again underline their decision to continue increasing the output into July. Market seems to be optimistic, especially strong around the fact that we are seeing some strong demand data, especially from 
Europe and the US, mostly on the back on the demand for gasoline as we are now sliding into summer driving season, especially in the US and the demand is quite strong. Right, and that's an encouraging sign in terms of economic recovery, even if it comes at a bit of a cost uh, to consumers. And what are stocks looking like um, for oil, uh, both in America and elsewhere? So in terms of stocks, the crude stock inventories are now hovering below the five years average. So the demand for oil is obviously returning and the market is likely to be absorbed the extra volume that OPEC and OPEC plus would supply the system or the economy with. And what, as I mentioned, we are looking at some strong demand for gasoline and actually uh, gasoline stocks are trading around multi-year lows on the increased demand. Well, that's an interesting point on which to conclude. Thank you, Petra. I think on balance, positive news as far as economic recovery is concerned, but that is going to come at a bit of a cost to energy consumers as the the demand and supply are brought back into balance and stocks are replenished as demand restores to previous levels or something close to it. So thank you very much for your insights into that. If you'd like to find out more, do visit our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK. Have a look at our reports there and do join us again for a podcast soon.